The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 161. What does it take to be a sports lawyer in the football industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to interview a special guest who's a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports law. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Rapinda Baines. Rapinda is the Managing Director, Pinda Row and Associates Limited, where she has over 21 years of experience in the legal sector, specialising in legal advice in defamation, media and divorce. Also, she is the Director at the Football Association and on the Women's Football Board. For that reason, I'm really fascinated about Rapinda's career journey in the legal sector and football industry. For that reason, it's such a privilege to have her as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Rapinda will share her sports career journey and explain to you what it really takes to be a sports lawyer in the football industry. Rapinda, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Please can you share to the listeners your sports career journey? When did it all start? Well, um, I'm a lawyer by profession and I've been qualified for 21 years now. And as part of my legal journey and as well as part of my legal career, I do represent uh, a few football clubs from Premier League down to League One. Um, And from there, I guess um, my name was bandied about somewhat and I was asked to interview for a position on the board of directors for the FA. Um, I did. And fortunately, I went through and uh, managed to get the role. And very recently, was appointed onto the Women's Football Board as well. I find this really interesting, but I've got to go back in time. Just for the listeners who are studying law, may I ask what inspired you to study law? And did you ever imagine your legal profession leading you to the football industry? No, not at all. I, um, I wanted to become a lawyer from a very young age. I think I was about six But that was from what I was watching on television, all the glamour that was associated with becoming a lawyer. And I actually started my legal career in uh, the criminal field. And I did a lot of criminal work. Um, That slowly changed. uh, And I think five years into my profession, I changed it over completely and started focusing on litigation. But I never for once thought I'd end up in doing the type of work that I'm doing now, especially at the FA. Just on that note, my father was in the police for 30 years and just on that note because I've been in a few courtrooms actually with some work experience when I was at school what transitional skills do you learn in that environment which supported you in a football industry environment just out of interest well the transferable skills in law full stop are the ability to focus for long periods of time attention to detail is absolute paramount and literally if you're 
looking to pursue a career in law, you've got to be prepared for it to become all-consuming. It is a life choice, it's not a career choice. And the same can be said if working in sport. You're not in it for a nine-to-five, you are in it completely. So that's a, a real eye-opener, but if you love what you do, then it's never a difficult decision to make. And just going from an academic point of view for students who are studying law, what guidance would you give them during their programme? While studying law, um, you've got to strive to get the best out of the degree as you can because these days, as any students that are listening, these, these days, you know, it, a legal degree is something that many, many students are, are after um, and therefore employers have the pick of the bunch. So, you know, strive hard, get the best you can possibly get and make your CV stand out as much as possible. Get the work experience in there. It's not just about the paper degree, but that really does help if you get the marks, but fill that CV out as much as possible with work experience, with placements, everything that's relevant to the the, the career path that you want to follow. And with regards to that career transition you had in regards to going in the football industry, what are the biggest learning lessons reflecting now you took from that experience of that change, that pivot? Completely honest, it wasn't a, um, a decision that I made. I was asked to go for the role. So I hadn't even expected my uh, career path to turn in this direction. I'm still a lawyer. I still have my own practice. So this is on top of. So I'm just piling my plate up high. But the transferable skills are definitely there. You know, the ability to um, deal with fine detail. Um, that's, a, that's a skill that's needed in, in business, it's a skill that's needed in law and in sport. And, you know, if you can do that, if you can hone in on, on the transferable skills and make sure that you can apply them thoroughly, then you're going to be successful in what, whatever you decide to do. I run a business, but I'm a lawyer. But the business skills are necessary in my position on the board. So, but so are my legal skills because I'm the one that hasn't come organically from within the football industry. So as an outsider, but as still as a professional, I'm the one that's able to ask the questions why. Why are certain decisions being made in the way that they are? Why are the economic figures being reflected in the way that they are? So I, if you like, I'm a, a safeguarding check on the board. Uh, I don't just, I'm just not from within and I will not just accept what I'm being told. Just on that note, you talked about transferable skills, could you sort of pinpoint a few that have supported you throughout your career journey with regards to those skill sets? Um, with regards to transferable skills, um, <laughs> if it's a skill of working long hours, then, then that. Um, Organisation, planning, um, having a very clear mindset in what you uh, intend to achieve, but keeping that clear at all times because even now, you know, 21 years down the line, I don't ever place a ceiling on, on where I'm at or what I can achieve. I can, I'm always striving to achieve more and I think if you are good at what you do, you can, you can always strive for more. Just on that note relating to the 21 years now, out of interest, what have you enjoyed the most from the career journey perspective, looking back right at this moment? Building my team, because I inspire or try to inspire and hope I inspire the next generation of lawyers. I have trainee solicitors and paralegals within my firm and a whole bunch of 
lovely admin staff that work with me and I try and value each member of staff because I think they've got your back at all times so I enjoy building that level of um, the next generation if you like because I tell each and every one of them you've got to be a threat to me you've got to build your own characters and don't try and emulate me don't try and copy me and see what I'm doing but be yourself but learn from what I'm telling you. And even once they qualify, I've got solicitors that have come to me. They're solicitors now, but have come to me when they were much earlier on in their professions as paralegals, then as trainees, and have stayed on. But I say to them even now, I said, look, even though you're qualified, I'm never going to stop telling you little life lessons because these are things that have held me in good stand today. And I only hope that they can point, push you guys in the right direction as well. Just on that note, I've got a big smile because it relates to a theme and topic I don't think gets taught enough. How important is that mentoring, like mentorship that you've had in your career and, as you rightly just said, giving back that mentorship to inspire the next generation? It's funny you should say that, though. Um, mentoring is something I've never had. I came from... Uh, my journey into law was pretty much a soul journey. I never had... Back in the day, 21 years ago, my principal didn't care what I was doing. He expected me to run my own files the way I wanted to run them. I was left pretty much on my own. But that's when I made the decision that if I ever am in that position, I will never let somebody do that again. So I think mentoring someone, trying to um, show them the positives and the negatives of their chosen career path is really, really important. Because if somebody had sat me down and gave, you know, talked to me and told me, I wouldn't have changed my mind but I would have gone into it with my eyes wide open. And I'm actually uh, um, mentoring various people in, in football at the moment for leadership um, sides, on the women's side, uh, side of the game. And these are women already in really high positions in their chosen fields in, in football, but could go higher, could make it to boards. So I've been asked to be a mentor to them. So I'm doing it not just in my firm, but externally as well. And I'm hoping it will make a difference. Would you, would you mind just providing a little snapshot with regards to what you're involved in with regards to the women's game of football? Just with regards to students with their essays a little bit, I'm giving you a little bit of heads up with your studies, but also from a career development point of view of moving football forward, could you just provide a little snapshot on that sort of work you're doing now? Sure. Well, as my position on the women's football board, I'm, I'm there to um, help advance discussions and promote ideas as to how, where we can take the women's football um, the, the game. Uh, we have a very strong management team and they present to us on a, on a monthly basis where, where they're looking to take um, various programs and what their new initiatives are and I'm there obviously to help them to ask questions to probe on things and see how best we can advance matters even more or, to, or challenge them are we is that necessarily the best way to do things um, we're looking at all sorts of things from engaging um, young players students to getting people out of um, their comfort zones and pushing them forward, especially those from, say, an, an ethnic minority background who, who's culturally challenged, I think. You know, come, coming from an ethnic minority myself, I, I know what it's like if a, if a youngster, male or female, is to say they want to follow a sporting profession. You know, at the moment, the support isn't always there. It's changing. It is definitely changing, but my son, you know, he wanted to try out for his goalkeeping positions and he took it to a certain stage. He was a swimmer for our county, uh, but there was a time when I called, I called time on it. And I said, listen, if you want to get your GCSEs and your A-levels, you need to stop now. 
looking back, would I change anything? Maybe. Things are changing, but I do think there's a long way to go. We need more support from our own communities, etc. So that's another area that I'm actively involved in. I find this really fascinating. Honestly, I could talk so much more, but just getting back to your career now and also I always like to finish with an inspirational question. You provided a great like snapshot of transferable skills, also getting that internship, placement, building that sort of theory knowledge I call and practical knowledge. But what three tips would you give to a graduate right now to really start in a career in sports law? Sports and law. Great question. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to say both, so it could be six tips, okay. depending, on, <laughs> depending on what you say. But well, maybe a bit transferable. So I would say for any graduate, um, whether it's sports or law, just make sure you use this time between finding your, finding your feet in the, in the industry that you choose to get out there, get your name around build up your CV properly, get some proper work experience under your belt, get, get to know what you think is the job that you want, because it might not be. Um, go to different, try your hand at different things, you know, and, and then see whether what you wanted was actually what you thought you, you know, what, what you thought you wanted is actually what you wanted. You know, you, you never know until you try, and you don't know that that's the right career path for you. So give it your best shot work you've got to work damn hard and just be prepared to work it takes a lot of hard work it's not easy it's not easy to get into the sports profession it's not something you can just hand in your cv and a covering letter for it doesn't work like that build your network get around you know work get to networking events work for free if you have to um and then hand in your cv and you'll get a different response I've got this huge smile, everybody, because that's absolutely spot on. It's sort of add value, add value, add value, then ask. Rupinda, I've really enjoyed this chat. Out of interest, if possible, how could people interact with you on social media? Where's the best place to reach out? Well, I'm on um, Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at Rupinda Baines UK. And I'm also on LinkedIn with my, with my name, Rupinda Baines. So, yeah, feel free, get in touch, and I'm happy to help wherever I can. That is great to all the listeners listening in. All those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Rapinda, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. What a fascinating podcast chat with Rapinda. For me, there's so many learning lessons I've taken from this podcast chat. Firstly, I've interviewed many different sports lawyers and every time I speak to another lawyer there's always a different career journey of how they got involved in the sports industry or football industry and what I found most fascinating was how Rapinda was involved in sort of the criminal side of law and how she pivoted in the football industry and what I'm trying to say here is sometimes when you do a great job in another sector you can be picked up with regards to career opportunities in the football industry. And now she's doing fantastic work with the FA. But as she said, it's just adding that workload. So what I admire the most about Rapinda, she's still having her legal firm doing the sort of that role of things from a legal aspect. And on top of that, she's involved in the football industry. And I think this is really important for me to highlight from a career journey perspective you know, Rapinda could have just stayed in her, her law firm and done her legal practice, but she's decided to take action and get involved in other sectors of how her areas of expertise can benefit other industries. So in this case, the football industry. So look, 
I really do hope you enjoyed this podcast chat, especially relating to today's podcast topic of what it takes to be a sports lawyer in the football industry. I hope you've got a better understanding of the reality of what it really takes. So on that note, I really do hope you apply what Rapinda was saying with those sports career guidance tips, which you can apply to your sports career legal journey if that is something you're interested in doing. But without a doubt, a lot of those career guidance tips that Rapinda was saying can be applied to many areas of working in the sports industry. It's just having that right attitude, having the ability to showcase who you are, put yourself out there to the big wide world so you create some value in the area of the sports industry where you want to commit to and contribute to. Because when you start committing yourself to certain areas of the sports industry, that's when people take notice. So on that note, really put yourself out there to the big wide world, contribute to the sports industry and see the results and opportunities come your way. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Rapinda said, use your time wisely, find the industry sector that interests you, then get out there and make a name for yourself and really discover the role you think you wanted because you never know until you try.